Hi there, this is David from Melbourne, Australia, and you're listening to the English Sabbath School podcast. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, hello, dear friends. Welcome to one more English Sabbath School podcast. Lesson one for Monday, I said Monday, January 1st. Happy New Year to you all. Happy New Year. May the Lord grant us joy and peace and may he be guiding us as we study and review his word during this time. Today's lesson is meet the psalmist. Yesterday we learned about how the psalms were used in ancient Israel. Now, who are the people who wrote the Psalms? Yes, though you're right. Many of the Psalms are written or were, were written by David, but many others were not, and some are anonymous even. But now we have the idea, even Moses wrote uh, in the book of Psalms. But let us find out the message that the Lord has for us. First, shall we pray? Dear Heavenly Father, we are so grateful for the new year that starts. We don't know what lies ahead, but we know that you have already prepared the way for us. No matter what, our Father, keep us holding on to your hand. The journey may be with a lot of turbulence, but we shall not be afraid because thou art with us. We, you are our shepherd. You are with us. We shall not want. Guide us, Father, as we study your word in Jesus' name. Amen. So, meet the psalmist. King David, whose name appears in the titles of most psalms, was active in organizing the liturgy of Israel's worship. He is called the sweet psalmist of Israel. 2 Samuel 23.1 The New Testament attests to the Davidic authorship of various psalms. Matthew 22, Acts 2, Acts 4, Romans 4. Numerous psalms were composed by the temple musicians, who were also Levites. For example, Psalm 50 and Psalm 73 through 83 by Asaph, 42, 44 through 47, 49, 84, 85, 87 through 88 by the sons of Korah, Psalm 88 by Haman the Ezraite, and 89 by Ethan the Ezraite. Beyond them, Solomon, Psalm 72, Psalm 127, and Moses, Psalm 90, authored some psalms. So you see the list goes on and on and on. So the question that we have here, and um, I'm, I'm focusing on not letting it become so academic and with all these names and forgetting what the intention was when the Lord preserved those psalms for us. To posterity, right? So what do these Psalms reveal about the experiences their authors were going through? So let us open. We have a series of Bible verses here, uh, all from the Psalms. I'm going to be reading from the NIV, the international version, but please feel free to use any translation that you prefer. Forgive me for the surrounding noises here, but <laughs> it's New Year. Happy New Year. People are celebrating their own way. So Psalm 25, 1 through 5 of David. In you, Lord, my God, I put my trust. I trust in you. Do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. No one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame, but shame will come on those who are treacherous without cause. Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are God, my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. Psalm 42, verse 1, book 2. 
for the director of music, a masculine for of the sons of Korah, as the deer pants for pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. Oh, so beautiful! I love this psalm. I love it. What is a masculine? Let's look it up. Though the official definition of a masculine in the Book of Psalms is uncertain. Bible scholars have been able to link the word to the idea of wisdom and or teaching. Uh, it also means, uh, it, it relates to a musical performance term, since it appears at the start of the psalm, like the terms for the flutes or with stringed instruments. Because music is often evocative of an emotion or story, it can have both a musical reference and a spiritual purpose. Uh, for example, when composers want to evoke a somber mood, they will use a minor key at a slower tempo. It could be that when the musicians saw the term masculine, they understood the style, tempo, key, and end purpose of the piece to be performed. Interesting, huh? And so today, apparently, from what I saw, there are not many clear uh, definitions for this word, right? Yeah, well, we have to find, try to find out because that's the reason we are studying about it, right? And it says there, it's a masculine of the sons of Korah. So it's a, 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 a musical term defining how they are going to be singing and playing the instruments, maybe. Psalm 75 verse 1, for the director of music to the tune of Do Not Destroy, a psalm of Asaph, a song. We praise you, God. We praise you for your name is near. People tell of your wonderful deeds. Psalm 77, 1. For the director of music, for Judathan of Asaph, a psalm. I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God to hear me. Psalm 84, 1 and 2. For the director of music, according to the Gittith of the sons of Korah, a psalm. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. And Psalm 88, 1 through 3, a song, a psalm of the song, a psalm of the sons of Korah, for the director of music, according to the Mahalath Leonoth, a masculine of Hermon the Ezrahite, Ezrahite. Lord, you are the God who saves me. Day and night I cry out to you. May my prayer come before you. Turn your ear to my cry. I am overwhelmed with troubles and my life draws near to death. And Psalm 89, 1. A muscle of Ethan, the Israelite, the Ezraite. I will sing of the Lord's great love forever. With my mouth, I will make your faithfulness known through all generations. So what do these Psalms reveal about the experiences their authors were going through? The Holy Spirit inspired the psalmists and used their talents in service to God and to their community of faith. The psalmists were people of genuine de devotion and profound faith, and yet prone to discouragements and temptations, as are the rest of us. Duh! Though written a long time ago, the psalms surely reflect some of what we experience today. Let my prayer come before you, incline your ear to my cry, for my soul is full of troubles and my life draws near to the grave. This is a cry of the 21st century soul as much as it was of some 3,000 years ago. Some psalms mention hardships, some focus on joys. The psalmist cried out to God to save them and experience his undeserved favor. They glorified God for his faithfulness and love, and they pledged their untiring devotion to him. 
The Psalms are thus testimonies of divine redemption and signs of God's grace and hope. The Psalms convey a divine promise to all who embrace, by faith, God's gifts of forgiveness and of a new life. Yet, at the same time, they do not try to cover up, hide, or downplay the hardships and suffering prevalent in a fallen world. Final question. How can we draw hope and comfort knowing that even faithful people, such as the psalmist, struggled with some of the same things that we do? I think that's the reason where, where we can draw hope from, because we, we know that they were human uh, beings like us. They had their weaknesses, they had their strengths, and they suffered. They suffered injustice, they, they had victories, they had joys, just like us. They were humans like us. And so that's the most important thing. We can identify with our own human nature. And of course, because the Psalms, they were inspired by the Lord, but they were people writing them, expressing their feeling, right? Shall we pray? Oh, Father, we must continually have our strength found in you. Our dependence must not waver. We know that we cannot uh, live without you. You are our only hope. In you we trust. And you will never, ever fail us. Oh, Father, guide us now through the days of the new year that each day may bring us closer to you. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, my friends, this is the end of Lesson 1 for Monday, January 1st. Happy New Year once again. For more information, please get in touch with us on Facebook or Instagram, Believes UNESCO. I am Mo Sena, and thank you so much for joining our groups and communities on WhatsApp and Telegram. Thank you, my friends, for listening, for sharing, and for praying with us and for us. Have you all a wonderful new year.